Episode of Hitting Paydirt by Impact Sports. This is episode number 43, and I'm Alex Beaudry. And back with me in the flesh, back to a Sunday night dish, Mr. Michael Corwin. How you doing, Mike? Doing great. Thank you for having me back. Um, on a very late, like we're up past our bedtime. Yeah, I mean, this is how the podcast got started. Mm-hmm. You and I doing Sunday night marathons and then... In the bowels of uh, of of the Beaudry basement. Yeah, uh, and we moved that to like try and get in during my son's nap time, because I'm old and ten o'clock is way past my bedtime. You are old. I am old. Thir- Thirty-two. Yeah, you yeah. can say it. Thirty-two. Yeah. I didn't want to out you, with, but and it's not just the number; it's the two children. <laughs> like you got to experience bedtime tonight. It's pure chaos upstairs. It is. It is anarchy upstairs. <laughs> my, three, just... my three-year-old is in in full revolt right now. What was the uh, the wind, right? Any excuse he can come up with right now to not be in bed? Dinosaurs, monsters, wind. Wind. It's too bright. It's too dark. He's too hungry. He's too thirsty. It's all coming out right it's... now. He's throwing everything he's got at it. <laughs> so... Oh we're gonna my go wife, upstairs. My wife, the saint that she is, she's dealing with it now. And you and I are down here doing this. Gonna be held at gunpoint. Your Katie, your wife is going to be held at gunpoint with like a nerf gun when we go upstairs. <laughs> well, the joke's on him because we do have those outside the door locks that could be broken out at any minute. Ooh. That's the trump card. And he knows it. So <laughs> <laughs> once he sees the shackles come out, he's like <laughs> Yeah, I'll fall in line. Please don't lie the door. Oh, children, they're great. So before we get started, um, we were just talking about something. Uh, I didn't realize this. You you almost had an opportunity to go to a UFC fight, man. Yeah. uh, So uh, Clint Sig, my tight end um, client who's training down in Scottsdale, he's training at a a facility called NeuroForce One. Um, and they are known for like training UFC fighters. So they first got hooked up with Henry Cejudo, uh, two division champ. Uh, but they've trained guys like Davison Figueroa and Zhuang Wei Li and like champions. And um, ne- the card next Saturday, April 9th, UFC 273, they got the Korean Zombie, um, Kevin uh, Kelvin Gastelum and. Uh, Mark Matson, who I believe are all fighting on the main card. Um, Matson might not be, but he's he's on the card somewhere. So uh, yeah, I was gonna get um, hooked up with those guys and uh, go down to the the UFC fights next week. Unfortunately, that all fell through. Um, but I'm still rooting for those guys. That'll be fun. You know, it's it's kind of cool as you kind of get into the sports world. And it's all kind of interwoven and crossing paths, and now it's like. Not that I know any of those guys, but I know guys who know those guys. Mm-hmm. So it's like it'll, it'll be a, it'll be a little bit more fun next weekend watching the fights, you know, rooting for those guys because you know they're down there training, not necessarily training with Clint, but like they're passing each other in the hallways and they're you know getting their work in, their recovery, all that stuff. Dude, that is so cool. Yeah, and I'm a big UFC fan to begin with, so it'll be it'll be it'll be awesome. But no go on the tickets. No go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is what it is. Next time. Yeah. There, something tells me 
There'll be more opportunities. There, there, there'll be some more UFC fights. And and if it never happens, there's still a great facility. I'm gonna keep still sending football players. To, um, speaking of, so I texted. I text our co-star Riley. My other child is also not sleeping past ten o'clock. <laughs> She's got something to say back there. Um, I was texting Clint today. This guy on Twitter. I'm gonna give him a shout out if this Google Doc, Google Doc opens. Uh, at <laughs> at Alex Katzen, hmm. K A T S O N. He put together. I'm showing Mike this this spreadsheet. It's got everybody who's participated in a pro day. Inclu- oh wow! Including like Appalachian State, Wisconsin, Whitewater. My client Josiah Concordia, Wisconsin, Northwest Missouri State. I mean every. Buddy, who's participated in a pro day and their metrics and their metrics there is over how many lines of um, still scrolling I'm, I'm still scrolling past a thousand eleven hundred twelve hundred wow uh thirteen hundred fourteen hundred fifteen hundred eighty six lines on his spreadsheet that's how do you how do you log that I don't know but the guy's a saint so I was doing some uh, Excel work here, and I was texting Clint. So there's 91 tight ends that have worked out in a pro day. His 40 was in the top 20. His three cone, so the L drill, mm-hmm. ranked sixth. Oh, that's big. His short shuttle, 5.10.5, was fifth, and his bench press was 13th. Like, So he's quick and strong. Yeah. And a, still relatively fast. Had a fantastic workout. Um, I didn't like do the size metrics, but I mean, he's 6'4", 242, or he was at his pro day. Like, it's not like he's undersized. So he had an awesome workout. So those those guys down at Neuroforce One did him right. Um, so yeah, they'll, I'll be sending guys there in the future. They did an awesome job. Wow. Those are some good metrics. Those are some really good stats. Yeah, dude, I'm really hopeful that he, he might sneak in the last round of that draft. So... We'll see. We got teams reaching out, so it'll be good. It'll be good to go. All right, man. So on the docket for today, this will be a shorter episode. The news cycle's finally slowing down with that crazy offseason that we've had. The NFL does not sleep. Yeah, it might be taking a little cat nap right now. Um, just player movement's kind of down. We're getting ready for the draft. The draft's 25 days away, just over three weeks. Um, but then the news broke yesterday about Dan Snyder and the Washington mm-hmm. Commanders. Over under, I say Redskins three times tonight. Minimum, <laughs> minimum between us, seven. Yeah, uh, but the Commanders, they got some issues, so we're going to talk about that. Um, over the past week, Xavier Howard signed a deal, so we'll touch on that. And then Bruce Arians, in a surprise move, stepping down from coaching, moving into a consultant role. Stepping up into the front office. I wonder with guys like that, is would they consider that a a step up? Like, yeah. Like a, a guy who's been coaching football for 30-plus years. He's in a box now. Like he's probably going to be coaching in an air-conditioned slash like Heat. heated, yeah, heated room. Well, and maybe not even coaching. I don't even, what does a senior consultant do? Yeah, his, his Sounds title. like a job I would love because it doesn't sound like you have to do much. No, you just consult whenever needed. And then get a ring when Tom goes out and wins number eight. Right. But yeah, touch on that. And like, 
I think I think we we have a little bit to discuss. There's some conspiracy theory in the air that maybe this move was in relation to Tom Brady coming back out of retirement. Yeah, so I was just listening to a podcast. We'll start here since we're already talking about it. I was just listening to a podcast um, with Jason Licht, I believe is how you pronounce it, their GM. Um, and he was talking about how someone, the guy who was interviewing him was a, another former GM for the Falcons. He's like doing this, it's like journey, the GM journey or some crap like that. Good podcast. I don't mean to say crap like that, but it's, you know what I mean? Um, but he was saying like, he asked him like, what's your, what was your best move as GM? And Jason said, well, you know, the easy answer would be that we recruited Tom Brady, but he's like, actually the better move was getting Bruce Arians. He's like, I had to, I had to talk Bruce to come out of retirement, but he's like, you know, I, if I have, if you have Tom Brady, but you don't have the right coach to build that culture around Tom Brady, like it, it doesn't matter. It's true. Like he, he needed like Belichick 2.0 mm-hmm. or Belichick 1A or whatever. Well, there's a system, right? Like he, you got to fit the system and the scheme. Tom will win you games. You just need the locker room to get behind him, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I think Bruce Arians did a good job of. So, like, the conspiracy theory is that, like, oh, when Brady came out of retirement, he was forcing Arians out. Mm-hmm. And I just don't get that sense. Like, Brady was at the press conference kind of laughing and joking with um, Like, and those two won a Super Bowl together. I just don't get that sense. There were some comments made, though, right? Like, during the whole A-B debacle um, at the end of the year where, like, Antonio Brown, like, he was burning bridges like it was his job. And, um, like, Tom kind of stuck up for him. But then, like, you know, Arians came out and said, no, he wanted him. He wanted A-B in the game. And AB's like, I can't go in because like my my ankle's too hurt, my foot's too hurt. And then wasn't there something that happened with Tom Brady as well, where maybe like a week or two later, um, there was like a disagreement between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what that disagreement was, but I do remember there was like a mini quarrel or like just just something some something of a, like a minor disagreement that that came publicly. Yeah, but those are just lover quarrels. You know, those happen all the time. Marriages, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're in a highly competitive environment trying to win a championship. And I think the whole AB thing, like what a mess, right? And Bruce Arians isn't one to mince words, so he's kind of probably going to be a little bit over the top and direct. Mm-hmm. Um, where Brady was like trying to navigate that minefield mm-hmm. of like okay i'm gonna publicly support antonio brown because if you remember when it happened he was very supportive of antonio brown yeah. basically saying like nobody knows what he's going through like lay off of him and you know he's trying to say the right things <laughs> of course ab just turns around and sticks him in the back <laughs> yeah. quick side note did you see what ab said this last week no i didn't please tell us <laughs> he said he said <laughs> He said, I'm watching, this is like a very loose quote. He's like, but I'm watching all of these other wide receivers sign these big deals, and I'm wondering why I'm not getting that, oh my Jack. God. And, then, and then someone asked him, I think it was TMZ Sports, asked him like, well, how's your ankle? Have you gotten surgery? And he's like, I'm not getting surgery until a team commits to me. Hmm. 
<laughs> interesting. Very interesting <laughs> philosophy for maybe. <laughs> this guy this guy tweeted below and he's like, I'm an alcoholic, but I'm not getting help until my wife commits to me. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. Um, and the award for like least self-aware person ever, Antonio Brown. Oh, my God. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I'm not buying the whole so BA Brady beef. I just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. No. And Antonio Brown, needless to say, did not have surgery on his ankle. Not yet. He's waiting to get that contract and then he'll do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, is your, like, dude, is your ankle messed up or is it not? And like, you're burning a lot of time here, buddy. Cause like you could have had this surgery in like January. You could have three months ago. You'd probably be like already running routes now. Yes. Or at least like, you know, on it moving. Ready to sign with a team rather than like, oh, okay. Team's got me. I'll go do the surgery now and rehab with a team. Not to mention like if you sign a contract, like you have to pass a physical. Which, if your ankle's as messed up as it is, you're not going to pass that physical. And then you have to pass a physical again the first day of training camp. Like, dude, the longer you go, you're just gonna you're gonna sign a contract that's gonna immediately void because your ankle's fucked because you <laughs> you haven't done anything. This is this is coming from a like a rational point of view, um, and I'm not saying that AB is irrational. I don't know who's who his agent is anymore. I think it used to be Rosenhaus and then I think he fired him and <laughs> I think AB I think AB or actually I think Rosenhaus might have fired Brown. Uh, the, this was like back in like when the Raiders were still in Oakland. I think is when that happened. Oh, man, he's switched agents a couple times. Whoever is doing God's work now, I could just like like you'd have no hair left. Like no. dude, what are like what are you doing? And it would be a new phone call every single night. Right, it'd be like to be a fly on those walls, right? Like or on those phone calls, right? And like the worst part is, like you're you're not even getting like the sixty five million dollar Antonio Brown. You're getting like the three one million and a half a million dollar with a bunch of incentives. Yep. And even if you're getting three percent of that, like it's it's not worth it. Not worth the headache. <laughs> and no. like, how many times do you think that guy has to go pick up AB <laughs> at four a.m.? Dude, every time a different area code calls, you got to be worried that it's police. Yeah, yeah. Like, please don't be a police station. Please don't be a police. Sta- please don't be some defense attorney. Please don't be some defense attorney. It has to be easier to walk away from like one and a half mil plus incentives than sixty five mil. Yeah, where right? you're even at one percent, you know, you're getting six hundred fifty k. Yeah, no, you're you're getting, you know, I don't even know what that is. Fifty k, sixty k. No, it'd be a hundred. God, it's too late. I can't do math. Yeah, I'm gonna give yeah, up. I'm yeah. gonna give up. We'll Numbers are hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's late on a Sunday. All right. Speaking of, um, so yeah, Arian's new job. Yeah, good for him. Congrats. Yep. Senior football consultant for those listening at home is the official title. Speaking of weird titles, did you see oh, which old coach was it? The Cowboys brought in. Um, hold on one second. I'm. I'm Hitting the Google machine. Cowboys bring in old coach consultant. They brought in a guy. Yeah. Uh, Schottenheimer. Oh, Marty? Brian. Marty, Brian. Marty's kid. Nice. Is Marty still? Uh, oh, did he die? I don't know. Dead or alive. Mm. Um, anyway. So, listen to this. 
The Cowboys are adding veteran coach Brian Schottenheimer in a consultant role to assist both sides of the ball. <laughs> Somebody commented, what the hell does Mike McCarthy do? Yeah, that's. but honestly, though. <laughs> Isn't that a, your job as the head coach? That's a really good like question. Like if your coordinators need help, that's what you're there to do. Mm-hmm. Now you're adding in this additional layer of... Like what? Like what? What's going on in Dallas? Just needs some someone to talk to. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Mike needs a friend. Well, and then like so then like if you're Mike McCarthy, what is your one job? And if it's time and game management, you're not fit for that role. Like that is the one thing he was always terrible at in Green Bay. Yes, managing yeah. timeouts and managing challenges and when to go for it, when to not. Where, He's terrible at all of that. Where did Brian Schottenheimer come from? Seattle? Uh, he was in Jacksonville. His most recent? Yeah. He was the former Jacksonville Jaguars passing game coordinator. Oh, interesting. He, um, he was the offensive coordinator for the Seattle Seahawks from 2018 to 2021. Oh, good memory. I did not remember him up in... Uh, mm, I googled it. Oh. <laughs> he was with the Rams and the Jets. He's been around. Uh, I, I, I just remember him being in Seattle because he's, so his scheme is very run heavy. So it's interesting that the Cowboys are bringing him in as like a run heavy scheme because when he came to Seattle, there was a lot of like murmurs and whispers like 2018, 2019, but like, is, is Russell Wilson on the decline? Is he like... Why, why is Seattle bringing him in? And like Russell was still, I mean, probably the most efficient passer from 2018 to 2021. He didn't need to throw the ball a ton, but it's intriguing that they're bring that the Dallas Cowboys are bringing in Brian Schottenheimer because he's very run heavy offensively, which makes it even more unique that he was the Jacksonville Jaguars passing coordinator last mm-hmm. year and, yes. and quarterbacks coach. I, I just like. I I just I don't understand this additional layer. Like the front office is like fine. There's plenty to do up there. You could be in charge of scouts. You could be in charge of, like God, who knows what. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't realize. But like on the coaching staff, like you have the defensive coordinator, you have the offensive coordinator, and now you have consultant Brian Schottenheimer and and then Mike McCarthy, like. The hell's Mike McCarthy? Doing? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Anyway, it's a good time to be in the NFL. You be there long enough, you'll you'll always have a job. Consultant. It sure seems like it, right? Like you you win a couple of big games. Next thing you know, like you got a job for life. Well, I have a dad who is really good at his job. That also helps. That helps. Right? <laughs> Bill Belichick's kid also a coach. Think, think about Andy Reid's kid if he didn't. Mm, yeah, you know he's i think still in prison for mm-hmm. killing that guy with a dui but think about that um also true um so yeah a lot of kids a lot of kids running around here brian's brian's another one marty did pass he did i thought he did in 2021 yeah r.i.p marty yeah I, th- I thought i had heard that so okay Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Ooh, this is going to be a good one. Should yeah. we touch on the contract first and then get it? All right, yeah. yeah, we can do that. Xavier yeah. uh, Howard, um, all-pro corner from 
uh, I'll, I'll, sorry, my wife just came and took the baby and like I had to double check because I thought I heard a squawk and baby disappeared. Um, <coughs> Xavier Howard, all pro corner from the Miami Dolphins, uh, had three years left in his deal. So he was signed through the 2024 season. However, at the beginning of last year, he was upset. So he signed in 2019 a five-year, $75 million deal, $7 million signing bonus with an average salary of $15 million. It was very clear very early that he was probably underpaid for his services. Guy like him should be getting close to 20 a year. I mean, he should be making Jalen Ramsey type money. Kansas old agent. Hires David David Cantor and says, "Look, bro, I want a new contract. Get me paid, bitch. Get me paid. You know for you know what I'm worth, right? Mm-hmm. And I got to give David Cantor a ton of credit here. He got it done, mm-hmm. and there's not many teams I think that would extend a guy." Who's already under contract through his age thirty-one season? That's very not. It's it. It's atypical to do that, right? Yes, very atypical. Um, so he signs what ends up being. So they basically ripped up the old contract, write a new contract, five-year, ninety million dollar deal, seventeen million dollars on signing, average annual salary of eighteen million. Uh, Thirty-six of that, thirty-six million of that ninety is fully guaranteed at signing. So. If you look at the old contract compared to the new, take out the years that were there, blah, 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 it's about $50 million in new money. Um, at the time it was reported, I had thought this was a fully guaranteed deal, which would have been huge just because um, non-quarterbacks don't get fully guaranteed deal. It does not seem to be that way. Um, at least I'm going off spottrack.com here. So he's going to have cap hits. He's going to have some hefty cap hits. $8 million this year, which is cheap. But then 24, 23, 20, and 21 through his age 33 season. So um, interesting. Interesting. Uh, He deserves it. He's a great player. Um, What's interesting is one, um, I saw some reports like, well, the Dolphins had to do this. Otherwise, you know, Howard was going to hold out. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to address this because I got the CBA open here. I got my my agent hat on. I'm going to go out and predict you will never see another holdout in the NFL ever again. Ever. Ever. And the reason is in the CBA, I forget what section this is, Article 4, Section 9, Forfeiture of Salary. So... If you have a forfeitable breach and the first one listed is willfully fails to report, practice, or play with the result that that player's ability to fully participate, blah, 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 so he can't be hurt, but if he chooses not to play, the player, so let's go to training camp. If a player commits a forfeitable forfeitable breach resulting in his absence for six preseason days, so six days, that's all it takes, the player may be required to forfeit up to 15% of his salary and an additional 1% for each day missed up to a maximum of 25% of his forfeitable salary allocations. Wow. 
<clears throat> so that not only includes your base salary, but that can include signing bonuses for that year. So if you miss, you know, the first six days is going to cost you 15%. You miss another 10 days after that, you're going to forfeit 25% of your yearly salary mm-hmm. plus 25% of your signing bonus proration for that year. Not going to happen. Not to mention on top of that in a different section, you can get fined like $50,000 a day for not showing up. So not only are you forfeiting salary, you're not going to get paid for those games. You're you now also pay. getting fined. Wow. We'll never see another holdout in the NFL ever again. I think you mentioned this on a previous podcast where like no holdouts, right? Like blatantly, like the Le'Veon Bell like circus a couple of years ago. Yeah. You'll get the hold in. Yes. So like, oh, my hammy's tight. My hammy's tight. Can't go. Um, you'll Convenient. see a lot of that. Yeah. Did Deshaun Watson do that last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple, I think Jamal Adams did that in Seattle until he got his contract. Like, yeah, I'm here. It's the Marshawn Lynch. I'm here so I don't get fined. Yep. Uh, but I'm just not going to participate. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to be a giant pain in your ass. Uh, but the days of, like you said, where Le'Veon Bell just doesn't show up for a year, never going to happen again. It's just too expensive. Um, too expensive. But not yeah, it's fifty mil of new of new money. So whoever that agent was, David um, Cantor. David Cantor does good work. It's been a long. He's been around for a long time. Yeah, man. To get a team to agree to a contract, add two additional years when you've already are signed through the twenty twenty four season. I mean, he's going to be twenty nine this year for a corner. That's getting up there. Mm-hmm. So he his salary's got thirty six point three million guaranteed. That's all of this year's money plus all of 2023. And then he's got some roster bonuses and other guarantees through the um, remaining years. But good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, um, deserves every penny. And that's the that's record-breaking, right? That's the most any cornerback's gotten. So I, I guess it would depend on how they how they measure it. Because 18, like on an average annual basis, 18 mil is not record-breaking. Hmm. Maybe it's the five-year 90 mil portion? No, because I think Jalen Ramsey is getting five for 100. Interesting. You got to be careful when that stuff gets reported because all those sources are their agent. Oh. So their agent's telling Schefter what to put on Twitter, and then they get to say, hey, look, I you know, did this. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey signed a five for 100. Interesting. Anyway. Weird. All right. So that's Xavier Howard. Congrats to him. Earned it. Should we go to the fun? Let's go to Mr. Snyder. topic. Mr. Daniel Snyder. Man. All right. So first. Who do you think is in the, like, in, so just in the limelight, publicity-wise, Dan Snyder or A.B.? If you had to pick. The, the, the difference is I think A.B. wants to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't think Daniel Snyder wants to be there at all. No, but everything he does ends up there. Not everything, but a lot of what he does ends up there. And it's only going to get worse. Mm-hmm. So a little trip down memory lane. Um, the NFL did a quote-unquote investigation into a toxic workplace environment. And all that came out of 650,000 emails was apparently that 
John Gruden likes using some crude language and maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe a racist and a homophobe. <laughs> and he called the commissioner a pussy, which I think is what got him in the most trouble <laughs> in the most trouble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I wish I I wish we had the exact terminology of that. Because it was like Honest question. If if John Gruden didn't call Roger Goodell a pussy, do his emails get leaked? That's a really good question. Um, there's less of a chance that I think <laughs> they get leaked. Um, I think they were probably reading it, and you know, he said what he said, and they're probably like, "Oh, Jesus, John, whatever." And then, like, Roger saw that and was like, "Nope, get this out. He's y- done." Yep, yep. <laughs> um, Would love to have a beer with John Gruden. Oh, you better be careful saying that in public. He's, you know, public enemy number one now. He is racist and homophobic. Just one beer. Um, a Corona. Remember those Corona commercials? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that's all that came out of that, right? And the NFL was trying to, like, sweep this under the rug because, remember, Dan Snyder is one of 31 bosses to Roger Goodell. So, like, the NFL quote-unquote investigation, they're not going to do anything to an owner. It's the same thing with Robert Kraft when he was getting rubbing tugs. It's, like, you know, the same – like. They're not going to do any of these guys because these guys write the checks and they are Roger Goodell's boss. Well, Congress stepped in. Never a good thing. No, never a good thing. And, uh, you know, I'm reading this article that I'm going to be going off of a lot, frontofficesports.com. They got a really good article kind of laying it all out. There's some, uh, you know, pissing going on and forth between the Republicans and Democrats. What's new? Um, Republicans think it's a waste of time. Democrats want to get to the bottom of this. So they're investigating whether there's a toxic workplace environment. It's come out allegedly that Dan Snyder or someone in the Washington front office is taking photos of topless cheerleaders in the locker room. Perverts, allegedly. Um, They're also alleging that they're not paying uh, women and minorities the same as they're paying the white men in the office. I mean, there's like a, a list of things that Congress is getting or trying to get to the bottom of. Um, and now the NFL's doing its best to protect Dan, saying like they can't have the emails. You remember we talked about that a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever turned over those emails. So there's a House Oversight Committee, and this is now catching up to this weekend, that it's now coming out that... Dan Snyder potentially was not chipping in his fair share of the visiting ticketing sales. So how this works. Yeah. So go over the structure for us. So all of the owners have an agreement that the home team can take 60% of the ticket sales and then 40% of that game goes into a pool of money. So you and I were talking before, like, how do you like just not realize you get a check from the Redskins? You don't, if the Packers are playing in Washington, Washington doesn't cut the Packers a check. It goes into like this league pool of money Mm. that they divide by 32 at the end of the year. Well, apparently good old Danny boy wasn't chipping in his part of the ante. Wasn't cutting the checks into the pool, huh? Like, so he's just... Like, come on, man. Like, you cheap SOB. And, like, especially with everything that's happened in the off season and during the season. 
with emails, like everything we just discussed, you're you're also gonna do that. I've heard I've heard like in stories saying that he's he had two books. He was keeping two sets of books. I, yep, I saw um, that as well. Also, uh, and this is from the front office sports article. Um, he, if you remember, and I totally forgot about this, last year he had to take out a billion dollar loan because he bought out. He was like a sixty percent owner, but he wanted to buy out the other forty percent of the ownership team, so he bought them out for a billy. But he had to take on like a huge loan to like have the cash to do that. So now they're investigating. <laughs> now they're investigating. Does he even have the money? Like, what's going on here? Oh my uh, god! Yeah. So, what a debt mess. load. The debt load that he's undertaking could be impacting the team's finances. Because if you take on that large of a loan, like your ability to, like your your basically your credit score is shit because you're a billion dollars in debt yeah like you're not triple a rated at that point no point no um so what does that mean for like paying player salaries look i don't think it if it had if there was any chance that like i don't know pick your favorite commander player chase young wasn't getting paid that would be front page news so I got a feeling they're fine. It's the like long-term stability of that franchise. Not to mention like they want a new stadium. They so quick side note, did you see Buffalo's deal with New York? They got like $850 million from the state of New York to build a new stadium. So Buffalo's getting a new stadium. So now there's like Kansas City wants a new stadium, Washington wants a new stadium. All these different cities are like petitioning their local municipalities to get a new stadium. <laughs> Like if you're Washington D.C., you giving this guy a new stadium with right. taxpayer money. Now, like Virginia's, I guess, making an offer. Maryland wants to keep the stadium, but like, not not and, this guy, and not yeah. So not with Dan Snyder attached, um, and not with Congress investigating. So one addition to Congress investigating the Commanders, um, Dan Snyder's cooperating. So he hired his own independent investigative team in addition to congress <laughs> he's such well i mean that's what he did the first time roger goodell was his own independent you know investigator well now we'll hire this other guy to do the same thing um yeah now you got the now you got the house oversight committee doing it i mean just what a <laughs> what a piece of work right um i think if these allegations are true and he was legitimately stealing from the other 31 teams like this will be the straw that breaks the camel's back this is yeah this is it for him you think yes like i think the nfl will put up with all of your shenanigans you remember the cowboys were in the same hot water for spying on cheerleaders it was someone in their front office that's right that was like jerry jones's right hand man or whatever Mm mm-hmm like that'll just be swept under the rug. The NFL will tolerate you abusing women. It'll tolerate, honestly, it'll tolerate you being a racist. I mean, look at Robert Kraft. Nothing happened to him after being caught in a prostitution sting. Like, un- you could say what you want. These guys can get away with probably murder because they're billionaires and they're just printing money and it's just. Ray Lewis did it. 
Yeah, well, he wasn't even an owner. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like as an owner, but like now that you're stealing from other 31 teams, I don't think like that's gonna work. I think if there's money implicated in in a new stadium, that gives leverage to the NFL and other owners, right? To say, hey, if if we're going to give you money or like other states, you said Virginia, Maryland are chipping in or potentially chipping in, that now gives them leverage, right? To say like, we have money, we wanted to give it to you guys because we have a lot of citizens that are fans in our states. Um, I didn't realize how widespread uh, the commander like fan base is well if you think about it dc is like 10 square miles mm-hmm. so like their stadium i think is in the state of maryland now but virginia is like hey come on over to virginia and we'll chip in because they want the tax revenue of course yeah but yeah i i think you're right on that i think if 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 he does end up being guilty of not paying his fair share into this pool of money not to mention, bro, you're the Redskins. Oh, there's one. You're the Commanders. You got like thirty thousand people a game going. It's mm-hmm. not like you're Lambo selling out ninety thousand people. Yeah. Like, what's forty percent of that? I mean, yeah, sure, it's probably like a good chunk of money, but like, is it worth selling your team? Maybe that's probably why. Because he's like, I need to keep it all because no one's coming to these games anymore. And like, stadium repairs, probably expensive. Put those fences back up. <laughs> Honestly, I think we have a new a new team atop the rankings of most incompetently run organization. In the front office, 100%. From the top down. Because mm-hmm. you think about, like, sorry to all these teams, but they think about, like, you know, the Browns historically, the Jets... I think Washington has overtaken that just because their owner is such a clown. So today, Washington or Jacksonville? Oh. <laughs> right? Like battling for like the bottom bottom of the barrel. I'm going to pick Washington just because it truly is from the top down. Mm-hmm. Like the owner of the Jaguars, like he hired bad people. Dan Snyder's a bad person. (laughs) 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 Like you are the bad person. So like he, he, if you think about it now, he's not even allowed to run his own team. He resumed day-to-day operations. Well, he's not supposed to. Like his wife was doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, we're not doing That's it. That's so funny. Like, yeah, honey, I'm not running it. <laughs> honey, here's a list of things I need you to do, okay? You're going to go on camera. Read this. <laughs> read this. Oh, my God. What a joke. And that's like the sh- that's the shit owners can get away with. Like, oh yeah, Dan's not running the team; it's mm-hmm. his wife. She'll she'll handle it. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's got an earpiece, right? She's got an earpod in, like listening to everything he's saying. Like, also, how'd you like to be that woman? She must, like, other than the four billion dollars that he's worth, she must absolutely hate him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, dude, you cut off a couple of zeros in that bank account. I bet she doesn't love him as much as she says she does. <laughs> <laughs> Through uh, sickness and in health, right, honey? Yeah. Um, no, I'm sure that they have a very happy, lovely marriage. I'm not um, sure of that at all. 
(laughs) (laughs) Like it comes out that like your husband is encouraging or maybe encouraging is not the right word, allowing people to spy on your cheerleading staff, taking photos. Um, Now he's hiding money. Speaking of which, um, HBO Sports came out with the untold story of the Washington football team. That's the that's the actual title um, of the show. Four new accusers came forward during the show. Do you know who they're accusing? No, I it I it might have been Dan Snyder. To be honest, I in full disclosure, I have not watched. Um, so it says HBO. Real sports exclusive, the untold story of the Washington football team's investigation. Four new accusers have come forward with new allegations, including multiple against Washington owner Dan Snyder. One of the many allegations made against Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder involves the recording of topless cheerleaders and having those recordings edited into a highlight reel type of product. What a piece of shit. There are... Allegedly. Yes. There are quotes as well. Um, oh, man. I really want to read these. These are really good. Um, I think we touched on this, though, because this, this must be a little bit older because this came out. So the HBO Sports exclusive, The Untold Story, came out February 3rd. So it came out around Super Bowl time. But, oh, man, there are some. There are allegations of a player referring to a female employee within the Washington football team's organization at the time having DSLs. And I think I, I'll, I'll, I'll just leave that for our listeners because I think, I think we can all figure out what that acronym stands for. Um other allegations from one former employee that is named Denise said that a male executive once <laughs> once said to another male executive oh my god i don't even know if i can say this on on air man one so a a female employee named Denise Heard one male executive say to another male executive, I can't wait to stuff my face in that. Yep, I got you. Uh huh. It starts with a P, you guys. Uh, ends in a Y. There's, there's, there's a vowel and a couple of S's in between there as well. Um, the same Denise recalled a time in Dan Snyder's own suite. At FedEx Field, a colleague dropped something. We'll we'll say a pen. Leaned over to get it, and one of Dan's quote-unquote henchmen touched her butt. Denise says Dan's reaction was he chuckled and he lit a cigar. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, There's a laundry list of quotes. Those... Those two were just two of the fave. Oh, Tiffany Mattingly Johnston. The so she's like the most recent accuser. Okay. Said that at a team dinner, 
Dan Snyder's hand ended up on her leg. She said she removed his hand silently. And after dinner, he wanted her to get into his limo. And Dan's own attorney was at this dinner and told Dan to stop. Um, this is, of course, from Tiffany Mattingly Johnston. So all of these things that I'm reading are just alleged allegations. Of course, yes. Um, but typically where there's smoke, there's 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 typically a fire. And let's just say uh, the Washington Commanders and Dan Snyder, it is one large dumpster fire. Ugh. So, uh, lots, lots to see. And I think, um, man, like whenever Congress gets involved, right? Like you have feds sniffing around a lot of time, right? So like, I think it's going to take a while, but. Well, and think about this too. And it's like, do you ever watch, uh, Ozarks? I watched the first season. Um, so I've only watched the first episode, but I'll never forget the story because it's so true where he's talking about, you know, what would you do? Because they get caught, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What would you do if you were, if you owned a gas station, and you know the little the the teenage girl who's your employee, you catch her stealing money? What would you do? Would you fire her or would you let her go?" And like the first couple of people say, they would you know they would let her stay because it was only the first time. And then Jason Bateman's character is like, "You got to fire her because it's not the first time she did it; it's the first time she got caught." Caught. Yep. Like, that's this. Like, if this is true, that he wasn't paying the 40%, you know, ticket fee to the NFL, what else is he hiding? Mm -hmm. And how long has he been doing that? Yeah. Like, are his taxes up to code? Are, you know, is he embezzling money? Like, at this point, nothing would surprise me with this man. No. Um, Because, like, if he gets caught with this, it's not, this isn't the first time. It's just the first time he's getting caught. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, God. So, okay. Is Dan Snyder in the front office at the beginning of the season this year? No. No, you think he's out? Yeah. When was the last time? If this is true, there is no way. No way that the other owners will let this stand. No? You don't think that there would be like, I hey, think, pay this plus a fine? No. I think if this happens, I think you'll see the NFL stop protecting him. Because like when, yeah, when does that time come? Because we have to be getting pretty we darn be close, pretty close to the ledge Like there. I said, like if you, honestly, as, and there's people listening that would be going like, God, this is, that's terrible. And it's true. But if all he did, all he did. Again, probably not even saying it the right way. If, quote-unquote, all he was accused of was, you know, secretly recording cheerleaders and having these sicko tapes made, he'd be fine. Mm-hmm. That's not going to do it. Honestly, if there's emails in there where he is dropping N-bombs and saying racist stuff, he's fine. This, when you're ripping off the rest of the league, now the rest of the owners can't trust you. You, you lose the shield that is Roger Goodell in the NFL. And now you're going to be out on your own. And that's a lonely place to be, especially when you're doing shady shit. 
Um, I think, I don't. I think they'll probably he'll probably go go back to turn his wife into the CEO, and you know they'll be forced to sell the team. I mean, to sell a team is going to take two years. So I guess you know, will he quote unquote be in the head of the team this year? Probably because it just doesn't move that quick. Look at how long it's taken Denver to get their team for sale. But he won't. He won't. He won't outlast this scandal. I think you brought up a good point, right? Like you, it's it's one thing to just be like a gross old dude, like gross old rich guy. It's another thing to get in between the NFL and their money and like the owner's money. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that might be the death sentence here. Yeah, because now you're ripping off your quote unquote friends. Mm-hmm. No honor among thieves, you know. Oh man, that is wow! What a dude. So. How do you, as a team, right? Like imagine being a player in that locker room and you're reading about your owner and all of these things that are coming out of the woodwork and whether you believe it or not, right? Like as a player, you probably have a good, unique insight into the organization. And like, if nothing else, you can just see how things are run and you probably have a good idea. Like, Hey man, we get a lot of our news really late or like, it's not well organized within the organization. Um, probably pretty telling. Well, what happens is you end up being like the Jacksonville Jaguars where you have to overpay to get free agents. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's like, oh, you know, Jacksonville overpaid for Christian Kirk. They overpaid for this player. Well, yeah, that's the Jacksonville Jaguars tax because you know you're going to play in London once a year. Eventually, it might be multiple times a year. You're going to lose You're going to lose double 12 digit games. games a year at least. Yep. Um, so it's like, yeah, you want to go play in Jacksonville? Fine, but it's probably gonna be your last payday. So, you know, cash in, get a little extra money. They're going to pay you 20% more than your team because they have to. That's where Washington's going to be heading because mm-hmm. like what free agent would want to go play for this team right now? Yeah, that's a good point. And like Ron Rivera, he's a good coach. I'm going to say was a good coach. Like, I don't know if he's got control of the situation either. Now, maybe it's because his hands are tied. You don't know the backdoor relationships that, you know, is Dan Snyder pulling all the strings. You, you don't know. But, like, if if I had a client who had multiple offers and they were all things being equal, you're not picking Washington. Uh, no. And, like, not even, right? Because quarterback, you have Terry McLaurin. You have very skilled running backs. They have – that's the saddest part about all this. They have a somewhat talented roster. Yeah. That defense is legitimate. Mm-hmm. Chase Young is a superstar in this league. I mean, I think it was – I don't think it was 2021, but I think 2020, the COVID year, I think they had like a top 10 defense. I think you're right. They just couldn't score points. Mm-hmm. But they made the playoffs that year. Yeah. And now, like, yeah. And they're in a, you're in a bad division. With good skill players, right? Like, um, who's, and good. Curtis Samuel. And if, yeah, and if Carson Wentz is serviceable, like, they could win anywhere probably between, like, six and nine games. But you got to deal with this now. Man, if you're Carson Wentz, and, like, very clearly confidence is not sky high right like that's not the strong suit um in the Carson Wentz camp you're going to Washington like yeah what are you what's what's going through his head 
today reading all of these. Just getting paid $28 million. Yeah. You could pay me $28 million to go play quarterback for Washington. <laughs> yeah. Money signs are going through his head. That's, yeah. yeah. That's a really good point. And he's probably only going to be there for a year because mm-hmm. next year he can get cut and there's no dead cap tied to his contract. So, dude, cash in. Yeah. On a prove it deal. See, see what happens. If they can protect him. Um, and and it isn't just like a media circus. Like Washington might actually be a good team if Carson Wentz can get the ball to Terry McLaren. Um, who's the tight end? Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of skilled players. And like I said, that defense is good. Like they can be uh, an above average team. They could also win three games this year mm-hmm. and have to deal with this mess on top of it. I think it's a really slippery slope, right? Like, <laughs> and if, that division, even though it's bad, is getting better. Mm-hmm. Cowboys got better. Phillies got three first round picks. Yep. The Giants still stink. Mm. Yeah, there's that. But yeah, like you're you're not playing in a, a, a terribly difficult division. Um, yeah. I could see it, right? Like you start zero and three in Washington, you're 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 heading for quite the season. Watch the wheels start to slowly, oh yeah, slowly come off. That that season could be over before Halloween. Also, you know, if you're Dan Snyder, now that this stuff is starting to come out through Congress, how many people who have been keeping their mouth shut because they're worried about retaliation? How many you know new whistleblowers are coming out? Right, saying like, like, "Oh, you're looking at that. You should also check this out." Because oh. I was just reading another headline where it says he rules by fear. You know, any you kind of cross him, he'll, you know, go after you and all this stuff. There's some intriguing stories about him. Um, I was just scrolling through Reddit and just looking at some of like the the personal stories that people have been telling about Dan Snyder. They're very intriguing. Like, like a lot of what you just discussed and a lot of like, yeah, he called me at 4 a.m. Like, and X, Y, and Z, right? Like, highly recommend just like pop into the old Google machine, Dan Snyder Reddit, and it, see what comes up. You won't be sorry. As a Packer fan, it makes me happy that we do not have an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, think about like all the shit he's pulled. And look how hard it is to get rid of him. And red, damn it, Commanders fans. You caught yourself. I caught myself. <laughs> Washington fans have wanted Dan Snyder out for years. It goes back to the name change and all that stuff, the shitty field. I would love to see a poll on like, would you want Dan Snyder to come back? His if you're a Washington his, fan, his approval rating has to be below fifty percent. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Um, probably the lowest of of any owner, right? Like maybe Jacksonville would be the other. But again, one. it's not the owner. Shad Khan is not the problem in Jacksonville. They the Jacksonville fans hate Trent Bulky, the GM. Interesting. Shad Khan, he owns a Premier League team too, mm, doesn't he? He does. We talked about this. Um, Crystal Palace, I believe. But he's he's been in some shady shady business even in the EPL. It's Jacksonville, man, it's a sunny place for shady people. There, there we go. I love it. 
Um, yeah. So I, yeah. What, what do you do with them? What do you do with Dan Snyder? The worst part is it's the same thing that happened to, uh, the other crusty, creepy old guy out in, uh, LA when he sold the Clippers. Mm. I can never remember his name. Not Steve Ballmer. Cause no, he bought, he bought it from it. him. The other guy who yeah. was saying racist things to his 25 year old girlfriend. Anyway, when he had to sell a team, like he still got $2 billion. Like that's Dan Snyder. Like he sells the commanders. He's still going to get like two to $3 billion. doesn't seem like much of a punishment to me. <laughs> no, Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like you still, I mean, the public hates you, but public hates you and you cool. got, I got to go live on my yacht. Yeah, I have $4 billion. I don't need to see another person for the rest of my life. Uh, did you know that you can buy an island for like 800 grand? No. Yeah, I was, listen- <laughs> I was listening to this uh, podcast. I think it was on Rogan. He was interviewing uh, Mr. Beast. He's like, I guess, the number one YouTuber of all time. Like, all this guy does is, like, make extravagant videos that go viral on YouTube, like Hmm. reality shit and all that stuff. Well, they did, like, this shoot on an island, like, on a deserted island. And he's like, yeah, you can get an island for, like, 800 grand. I mean, it's, like, not a big island. Needless to say, um, I'll, I'll, I'll only speak for myself. I will not be purchasing an island anytime soon. Well, the hard part is getting stuff there. Yeah. How, how do you how build does, a house? How, does how do you that get happen? like food, water, like mm-hmm. all that stuff? Like that was probably the expensive part. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, everybody always says, oh, I'd love to own my own island. Well, it's actually not that expensive. Uh, fun fact, when when COVID initially hit, um, like we're, we're talking late March, early April 2020, and there was so much uncertainty around it. Biggest flex any athlete did. Cristiano Ronaldo took his family to their island. To their island. Yes. He didn't have to buy one. They already had one. Yes. Um, So like what what better way to like quarantine? Just like nobody else is allowed. (laughs) Only only the Ronaldos. He probably made his, uh, you know, his his servants, his his employees, you know, get COVID tested before they could come out and take care of him. Um, what a flex that is, right? Dude, like, as of 2022, Cristiano Ronaldo's net worth is roughly $500 million. <laughs> oh my God. Half a billion dollars. Dude, we talk about NFL contract numbers. His four year contract with Juventus, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Soft 60, Jay, but... $64 million a year. A year. And he's not even the highest paid player anymore. You Google Neymar. He's surpassed a billion dollars in career earnings. God. He's a billion dollar athlete. One of a few. Wow. Like him, Mayweather, Tiger Woods. Wow. And like strictly through sports or are they counting endorsements? Uh, it just said in earnings. Okay. Neymar earns $69 million per year. <laughs> Isn't that insane? In the sixth year. If Neymar activates a renewal clause, which, why wouldn't you? Yeah. 80 mil a year. Yep. That's, sure. (laughs) 
we'll take it. And like for those at home, 80 million a year, there are 12 months in a year. <laughs> so like think about that. Right? Like think about the amount of money if you do it monthly, how many millions you're getting. And if you break that down even further per day, what you're bringing home. And I think I'm going to eat my words because Messi is probably the latest to sign a contract. Um, so his might even be higher than that right now. There's a P- lot of money overseas. PSG pays Neymar an ethics bonus of $867,000 per month or $10.4 million per year for being polite, punctual, friendly, and available to the fans. Oh, my God. So doing your fucking job. <laughs> yep. Um, here's here's an extra almost $1 million <laughs> monthly. Right, and all we want you to do is be on time and like smile. Smile. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, the NFL needs to do that. <laughs> the NFL will fine you if you don't do that. Yeah, we're not going to give you extra money. We'll take money from you. It's a different world in Europe, dude. It's a different world. Holy shit! Wow. Messi signed a two-year, hundred seventy-two million dollar deal. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What what does that break down to? That's eighty six million a year. <sighs> so yeah, he's the he's the newly highest paid. I mean, not on the, a per year basis. The Neymar's deal is worth seven hundred eighty one million. That's that's one point five million dollars per week. Yep, seven point one per month. <laughs> one, you said one point five per week. Yeah, if he stays for his sixth season, because it gets that extra eighty million dollar bonus. Wow. I should have been a UEFA agent. I think we talked about this. There are a shit ton of soccer agents, mainly because there's a shit ton of soccer leagues over there. Mm-hmm. God. 200. And I, 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 I may have fudged the math, but I don't think I did. 230K a day is what... Messi will make on that contract just to put that into perspective a day so like Messi's morning right like his 8 to noon how much did you say 230k at the, um, roughly so $9,500 an hour now but that's not per hour worked that's just per hour, per hour. yep getting $160 a minute for the for the next for the next 6 years <laughs> a minute um oh, people that was messy for the next 2 years yeah. excuse me people don't make that per hour there's some poor chinese kid making shoes that hasn't made that in a lifetime yet yeah 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 like dude he's got nickels <laughs> like he's he's hoarding nickels $160 a minute wow uh, so Dan Snyder, um, you're saying he 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 won't be, and you're thinking this will be the nail in the coffin for him, and he will not be the owner. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, what I'm not confident of will it be because the other owners say get him out, and they like actively overthrow him, or do they just stop protecting him and let him just kind of dig his own grave? I don't know how it's going to play out yet. But I, I, I don't I don't see how he comes back from this. No, because <clears throat> um, he's had he's had the slaps on the wrist, right?
right? Like he's he's had the chances, he's had the opportunities. He's lost to sponsors already. Like FedEx threatened to pull it if they didn't change the name because they're the lead sponsor on the stadium. Like all that stuff. This is, uh, I just I don't know how he can like show his face at ownerships meetings and be taken seriously, right? Like the owners meetings that just happened this past week. Like, how do you show up knowing that you screwed over the other thirty-one teams? Or, or maybe do you play like the aloof card, right? Oh yeah, or just deny, you know, <laughs> right? Because like I doubt he actually does any of the accounting, right? So like, oh, you know, this guy didn't pay. No, he's not doing the accounting. But like some poor schmuck in accounting is not choosing to send those checks. Like it's not that guy's job. No, like yes. that that's coming from the top. Mm-hmm. Like hey, I don't think they're gonna notice, right? Yeah, yeah, because the dude in the office... He has nothing to gain by doing it. No, absolutely. Interesting. Yeah, more to come on that. Um, and we'll keep you posted as uh, as the news breaks. Anything else? No, but exciting. Tomorrow, do you yeah. want to give a little... Yeah, so uh, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, we're going to do me and uh, Meat Stick. He's going to be here in the flesh. He's going to get your headphones all saucy again. Excellent. Um, Tell him don't get too close to the mic. I've been I've been getting over a cold. Okay. Well, or is it just a cold? Or just a cold? Or just wipe it down. Got Miss Rona. I ain't yeah. wiping it down. He can wipe it down. <laughs> um, but we're doing um, uh, we're going every Monday. We're going to do a draft segment. So either a mock draft or you know, breaking down certain position groups, whatever. It's going to be kind of draft focused. We are, like I said, 25 days out. Um, it's finally getting close. Um, I know my guys are excited. I'm excited. So, um, you know, me and meet, uh, for the next couple of Mondays, we're going to get together and, uh, shoot the shit and talk draft and, you know, we'll give our thoughts that will all be completely wrong because the draft is unpredictable, but it'll be fun. So yeah. There's going to be a lot of content coming on the next couple of weeks. A lot of good stuff. I'm also going to be like guest starring on like a handful of podcasts over the next couple of weeks. Ooh. Are you linking those anywhere for like listeners? To I'll, be able yeah. To... LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. So like, yeah, if you want to follow me on LinkedIn, I've actually been doing a lot on LinkedIn lately. Alexander Beaudry, you just look it up um, on there. Uh-huh. Got the full <laughs> Alexander name. Alexander Beaudry, look it up. Look it up. Remember the name. Um. <laughs> So I'm on there. Uh, Instagram is Impact Sports Management, and it's Impact No A Sports MGMT, I believe. Uh, and then Instagram is Impact Score underscore Football. So I'll, it'll be all of my guest appearances will be blasted everywhere. I'll be retweeting them and all that good stuff. Um, and then obviously our stuff I'll be promoting as well. But like next four weeks, I think I'll be doing like twelve podcasts. We talking a lot. Yeah, well, I'm good at talking. I like talking. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm good at it. <laughs> I don't shut up. So, <laughs> so yeah, good stuff, man. This is our shortest podcast ever. Yeah. Oh yeah. We 100%. still we still went over an hour. You uh, thought this was gonna be like thirty minutes? We can't. Stop no. Talking. We can't get less than sixty. No. Even before we started this one, I like right before we hit record, I was like, "This is gonna be the shortest one," and it is. Um, but still over an hour. I thought we were going to get under an hour. And we could we could still probably do a 23-minute goodbye and still get this to an hour and a half. Easily. <laughs> Easily. 
Yeah. <laughs> what else can we talk about? <laughs> right? uh, um, not think I'm exhausted. If if you bring up any Green Bay Packer topics, oh you, yeah, you, you got us for another hour. One hundred percent. I don't want to have us for another hour. Though. No, no. But I I I think maybe maybe next week we touch on like some wide receiver happenings. I feel like Green Bay's got to start thinking about wide receiver and like what they're doing right like whether they're drafting or bringing in a vet yeah and that was one thing we didn't talk about parker going from the dolphins to uh the pats Mm -hmm. um brandon cooks i guess is still out there Uh, seattle's playing hard to get with dk um they kind of have leverage there though they do and i guess there'd be like a full-blown mutiny in seattle if they got rid of dk metcalf like Mm -hmm. he's now the face of that team so like if you lose bobby wagner you lose russell and now you trade Metcalf, like, fans would riot. Who's left, yeah. Tyler Lockett, who's, like, quiet and just kind of goes about his business. Chris Carson, right? Yeah. Like. Jamal Adams. Oh, there we go. We got a name. Woof. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we could touch on the wide receiver stuff. Uh, I'm sh- Meat is, like, all over that wide receiver draft class for the Packers. I'm sure we'll talk about that tomorrow. I'm 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 picturing like a a laundry list that's rolled up that like unrolled. I am picturing him coming with a whiteboard with like individual guys magnets like the yes. team like the teams do. Yes. We're we're gonna have our own big board up here. I think. <laughs> with like yarn. <clears throat> he texted and, like, me on tacked. Friday night, so he works Friday and Saturday nights. He's a nurse. He's like, I got one patient, dude. I got 10 hours to do nothing but mock drafts. I'm like, dude, I am not going to be that prepared. I have two kids and I'm by myself on Sunday. So I'll probably just criticize your picks because I'm not going to have 10 hours of mock drafts done. What what I'm hearing is that everyone listening also tune in tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can listen to his takes. So he loves it. It'll be good. It'll be a good time. I love it. No cool all right man let's get out of here it's late i'm tired um i hope you all enjoyed it follow us on the socials hit me up oh we also i got i signed a new client too levi folks from nebraska we talk about that next week yeah i Um, love it congratulations that that was that was big yeah for uh first uh big 10 big 10 guy uh nice player super nice kid um so we'll see where where he lands in a couple weeks but um yeah real exciting real excited to bring him on board so all right man let's cool. get out of here otherwise i will drag this out in 20 cool. minutes i love it follow us hope you hope you all enjoyed it and we'll talk to you all next week later guys later